0: I'm Ryan Stegman, and you're listening to Eleven O'clock Comics.
1: Oh, beautiful! Oh, beautiful!
2: That's a good. I did. We're only two days into the week, so I guess you know that third day hasn't beat me down. So I feel a little bit more upbeat than I usually. You should the one to beat?
0: Mm-hmm. The master, mm-hmm. right? Seriously. Beat them down before they can beat you. Down. All right.
1: Seriously. Suck
0: <laughs> a <tough> duck. <laughs> That's
1: a lot of ducks.
0: How's everybody been, man? All right. Now I'm better. Because well, America. No, because of this.
2: Right. Because I, of was, I was so better before an hour ago when I got a message on Messenger. Do not concern oh, I know. Yourself? I'm all for Seriously, dude? Why oh, do
3: you concern you yourself with my... Are you fucking... Dude. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why high. did we use the show for 70? We didn't care about your opinion.
0: Seriously. There's, there's a level of no, concern. No, no.
2: Okay, hold on. What, what, what you think about the issue doesn't doesn't take away from my enjoyment of the issue. I just would what? like to know your reasons why.
0: And, and, you, and you shall. That's what I'm saying. But what I'd like to know when you're going to get your, your MRI... That... When when skull. when my and see the fact the balls that are you like friggin baffles me. I I that could not good. conceive of anything oh, in that is. But issue when you think yes. about, but when he, oh. mm. but anyway, let's save it for the show proper. But when my opinions push you into a territory that actually change your emotional state, that's not good. That's not good. You shouldn't be sad. Happy. No,
2: absolutely, no. we've said that before. Whatever whatever yeah. our opinion is on something, don't take it personally. Don't. Because we him. don't you know if 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 I'm not feeling like in infinite crisis or or the last issue multiversity that, that doesn't mean it was you know you can't like
0: it or convergence
2: <laughs> right you got all it doesn't, funny, well it doesn't yeah it doesn't matter how Jason feels about it it that was all fair son final issue, so you know I
0: know all right, but they're giving them a little bit of the sausage sausage <laughs> right in the back dough with cheese for See how God. it's made Mmm. Right, and we'll cover that topic as well. Maybe you, yeah. yes, <laughs>
3: sure. I'm heading to the Lone Star State, boys, in the morning.
2: Really? How? That's why we're we recording tonight.
1: Don't.
2: Well, oh, is that why? I, I knew why we were recording tonight. <laughs> I didn't necessarily know where exactly we're heading. Just, just, just try to come back. Uh, ah, yeah. yes.
1: Just...
2: Don't let them change
0: you. I could change you a little. <laughs> Yowza! Welcome. Just kidding, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to your best day of the week. Yes, everybody. It's eleven o'clock comics. Yes, episode three. It's from the south. A episode three hundred and seventy-two. Not there yet. And I am Vince B.
2: Oh, uh, you are Vince B. I I am a for some reason quite amused. David A. Price.
0: Guess what? You're not recording yet. No, he dropped. His call dropped.
1: Oh shit! It
0: did. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm silent. I'm fuzzy. I'm fuzzy barnacles. I'm, I'm dead. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is amazing. Oh. Hey, there he is. I'm leaving this shit in. This is gold. <laughs> uh, is it time to introduce myself yet? It
3: is. I'm the nose. I'm the maestro.
0: <laughs> oh, man. We waited for that. From Seinfeld, though, right?
2: Not not the... No, no. uh,
3: no, No, Oh, you are perfect. perfect.
0: You could be the maestro. You are a puppet puller. But no, you are Jason Woo, the handsome one in the house.
3: It's not all I pull, either.
0: Mmm. I don't go there. Putting green. And you don't have to pull your hair out to get great deals on your favorite funny books and collectibles. All you have to do is fire up your internet browsing device and plug in the following URL. DCBService.com And you will be greeted by the absolute lowest prices that you are ever going to find anywhere on your favorite stuff. Such as, my heart was pumping madly when I read this. And I had one name On the tip of my tongue, and it was Jason Wood from Fanagraphics. Now a monthly comic book. Uh, I know it. It's Ed Pisker's Hip Hop Family Tree number one. If you have not bought into this yet, for shame now's your chance. I'm not really sure if they're going back to uh Zero State and doing monthly books from everything that's been done, or if No, no no no, it's not. It's a fresh it's a fresh start. Yeah. Nice. Well, as Jason said, it's a fresh start to an amazing series. Published by Fanographics, cover price 3.99, your price, boys pants, $1.99. From image written by Karina Becco and Gabriel Hardman and masterfully illustrated by the latter, it's Invisible Republic Trade Paperback, Volume 1. You will receive a special discount on this. The cover price is a very respectable $9.99. Your price, $4.99. Impeccable coloring by Jordan Jordan Boyd on this, too. Take note. This is the Werewolf by Night Omnibus of the Month. If you do not order this following book, I will be verklempt and probably scratch your name off my Christmas list. From Super Genius, written by Neil Gaiman and various, art by Brian Talbot, Al Davison, and others. It is the Neil Gaiman's Technophage hardcover. It's the entire series. This is one of my favorite series of all time. It was published by Technocomics back in the day. Remember that, Dave? Mm-hmm. Now you can get it all reprinted. The colors on this thing are gorgeous brian talbot i think this is the best brian talbot has ever looked heck with that funny animal stuff this is my brian talbot luther arkwright brian talbot this is amazing stuff unhinged neil gaiman i love it cover price $24.99 your price 45 percent off $13.74 it is the awesome sauce so do this. Do yourself a favor. Get the to-discount comic book service, dcbservice.com, and reap, not rape, reap rewards. Boom. 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 Done. You demand. I was unaware that the new um, array of specials had been put up, so I checked it just about 45 minutes before recording, and there it was. On a boom. Maybe next week we'll do the previous episode. I think we should. Yeah. As long I can get my I, copy, yeah. I like doing that. I don't have one yet either. But that's okay. Jason, don't tell us what to order.
3: I got mad I previews, dude. It's so funny that you're bringing this up, though, because for the first time in years, I have not yet read the previews in spite of having it. Like, I always read it. The I get my books on Friday. I always read it that weekend. And uh because we've been traveling so much, I haven't had it mm-hmm. sitting in my my work bag to read. I haven't read it yet.
0: It's a very important ritual for me. As it well. is. It's just it's like not the, the same without, book. Right, Exactly It's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. Oh, I don't want that. I'm gonna get this. This. Come this, up on this. this. That's right. Come up on drink, that. Drink roll call, my brothers. Jason, what are you drinking? Just to give a further f
3: off to everybody that mocked me on Facebook, <laughs> uh, I am once again absolutely adoring with. Tremendous pleasure and satisfaction. Some
2: Corona Light. So you're both drinking water tonight.
0: Wow. Stop it. Look at you. (laughs) Stop. I have to agree with Brother Dad. That's a little, that's a little too watery for me. I don't understand that. You could see through it. That's not my idea of beer. I want want to add some flavor. Give me a lime.
3: Dude, it's 99 calories. That's Okay. okay. Vince, of all people, you should appreciate that.
0: I do appreciate it very much, but I do require a little a bit of little taste. sweet of
3: beers, that's great. Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's like it goes down like water. It's perfect.
0: Mm. Only uh, it's got
3: alcohol in it.
0: It's like I'm not gonna. Water. I'm not gonna chide you for your choice of beverage, <laughs> as what I hope say, you will dude, not. You have me. a lot of balls trying something <laughs> <to open up laughs> <in on> <laughs> right? I'm not chiding you, as I, soda I hope you will. Coffee or water? Chide me for drinking 100 percent natural seltzer. See, it it is the lime. The lime so you in both the-
2: are drinking the same thing. That's awesome tonight.
0: Look at well, you. No, mine has alcohol in it though. But, I, a- but you got the lime in it though, right? Why don't yes. you get mad at him? Yes, he's smashing you like a wall. Yeah, I'm just he's in-
3: he drinks. He's a hardcore drinker. I know he's got something ready for us.
0: Verily, I do,
2: but and, and it's. I decided, you know what? Fuck it. Since since y'all, aren't going to bring it. I'm just going to go to an old standby, and I'm having some Redwood Redwood Creek Merlot. So I'm not, oh, that's I, I, fine. I didn't even bust out anything like special or fancier. I was going to really stick it to Vince and open up one of my Dave Matthews wines, but I was just like, fuck it. Let me,
1: Aww. let me just go
2: for the Redwood Creek and, and I'm, Wait, I'm,
3: now, I'm, I'm her, I'm her love. It's funny you say Dave Matthews because my lovely wife and a good handful of my close friends in the area are going to see Dave Matthews tomorrow evening. I
2: am fucking jealous. I still have yet to see Dave Matthews band in concert. Oh, for real?
3: Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm in the doghouse a little bit because Last year, I blew off the concert at the last second. Uh, and then the, this year, I'm uh, blowing it off again.
2: I will be happy to be your stand-in stand if if it comes up. It's already year. been taken. No, i say
0: next year. Next oh, okay. Fair my hat in the ring. I would volunteer to be your wife's lawn chair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I know. For real.
3: <laughs> now, now. Cup that sweet ass. Oh, okay. Hello, dude. <laughs> You're not helping our really? iTunes reviews.
2: Oh, that is true. That oh, is true. But, I'm, but it's not. It's <laughs> whatever. It's not like he's lying, and and you should. I know you are quite <laughs> proud of that, Jason. So if that's so. true. But
3: yes. But in all seriousness, though, if anyone would love to give us an iTunes review, it would be much appreciated.
2: Yes. In context,
3: we had a relatively got... we had a neutral one recently, and we're not used to getting neutral ones. And. It's true. uh. They basically said they love our show in all ways except for the way we treat the women's.
2: And that's, and, and that's, and, and that's where I have the whole that. issue with, with, with context. Cause it's not like we, we have a segment on the show where we're like, let's talk about women we find unattractive. It, it's all within, you know, if we're talking about the walking dead or something or, or, or TV show, something we're watching and one of us gives an opinion on how we perceive that. It, it's just, it's, it's no different than than when we're talking about the art or anything, in in my mind.
0: But see, this is where I'm I'm befuddled about that review, and I'm unconcerned. But it, shocking! It it just it just makes me th- like when I say something like if we're whatever we're talking about, and I say something like, "Man, that three finger gap," or something mm-hmm. similar, that <laughs> it, it, it should not be taken that I'm also implying that. Which belongs to a person of lesser stature stature than myself, or you know, below the the, the rank. I just I just love the female form. What am, I'm not going to lie, I love boobs. I love women. I love the curves. I've been trained to look for that yep. stuff, right? And it, the 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 female body speaks to me in ways that obviously the male body does not. But see, just to balance the scales, how many times if they go back and listen? To all 371 episodes, and they took a tally of how many times I said, "Man, that guy's a good-looking dude." Mm-hmm. Is a, that a, is that any yeah, different? We, I, I'm I've said I hear that, that constantly. Yeah. So. So I mean, I love women. I consider them, in many ways, very superior to Men- us uh, dingle dangle dudes. Well, and so, also whatever. And I think
3: to put one final point on it, it's it's we have never professed to be anything other than. Um, a couple guys who feel like we have a pretty deep knowledge of comics and a passion for it. And we're good friends and we're essentially recording what's effectively a three buddies chatting about comics. So I think if anything, one of, I I suspect the reason that 99% of our reviews are positive and we have a big listenership is for the very reason that that gentleman may may maybe not be vibing, which is that we are who we are. We are three, uh, you know, reasonably good-natured uh, 40-plus-something heterosexual men who um, are so relaxed on the microphone that we talk as though we don't have a microphone on. And uh, that means sometimes we fart on the air, we even peed on the air, it means yeah. uh, we yeah. occasionally compliment the opposite sex, maybe make a lewd joke, but that's just because we're being honest about who we are, you know? I mean, I know we're in a super PC world, but I generally don't think we've ever been, certainly not intentionally, and I don't think even unintentionally, Disrespectful or 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 sexist or uh bigoted in any way and so yeah I mean look right. I review every, that's the beauty of, of of a review everyone's entitled to to state their opinion and I really didn't in a strange way the guy's review was actually fairly well thought out and comprehensive like he certainly took his time yeah. in writing it he didn't just like try and flame us and say i hate these tools you know he 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 actually said a lot of nice things about us. So, so, uh, but it is what it is. I guess the, the, the point here though, is that, uh, you know, I don't know. I forget how many reviews you have, but we've had a couple hundred, I think. And, uh,
1: and you know, we've been
3: very fortunate to have the vast majority of them be very positive. And, uh, like we said last week, we would love to have some, uh, more recent reviews to some of the newer listeners. If you're so inclined,
2: uh, have at it. And I do, I, there are, um, It's been said to me on, on Twitter, for example, that there are people who do not get the podcast via iTunes. They don't bother with iTunes, so they can't give, can't leave iTunes reviews. Uh, plus we also have to keep in mind that, um, like our good friend, Nick Brokeshire, who left us a review recently, but we only, unless you actually manually change your store settings, we're only going to see and usually reference the U S store reviews so right. I do want to um, go and see some of the more global reviews and see what else is out there so
0: right and I wasn't like oh a pox on you and your family for writing that review I I actually you know when I was done I was like okay I'm kind of sorry you feel that way but you know at least you're honest that's that's the great part about it but I guess what was huh. that? That is no well, idea.
2: My, my the window is open behind me, and I guess one of my neighbors is, is out revving his little vehicle. heard so, of it tonight. sounded like it was right next to you. It, well that's
0: that's the Eddy. That's cool. That's cool. Wow. Um where was this going? Oh, so I, I guess it just that kind of um over um emphasis on political correctness just makes me agree. This instance, but it's it's a, it's a combination of, of incidents. Just make me agree with Seinfeld and Chris Rock, where I think people are getting a little too wrapped up in that. Segment. They Absolutely. say it's those two men say it's destroying comedy. Yes. They, they, they refuse to play college campuses because mm-hmm. their people are just too uptight. Yep.
3: I mean, how crazy is that? Two of the funniest stand up comedians of their of, of their era and living today. Won't go to college campuses. Like
0: what? And no. Can you imagine if Eddie Murphy did Delirious? Oh, forget today? about it. He would be crucified. It, would, yeah. it wouldn't even. Yeah. And that—that's sad. Like we can't laugh at ourselves. What else is there? So, whatever. Oh, please, I don't Richard, want to. Richard call.
3: Pryor would be accused of hate crimes.
0: Oh, for re- Lenny Bruce.
3: Oh, come on. It. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, god. Uh, forget it.
0: But I have a thank you, and I think it's something we can all collaborate on because I'm sure we all got him. I've read it and I think it is by far the best issue to date. I am talking about La mano del destino number four by Jay oh, Gons.
1: Yeah.
0: This was a much needed issue, I think, because we had the, 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 uh, the sport aspect of it for the past couple of issues, but now it gives you a little bit of meat with that potatoes because we get under the hood of Gigi. And we, we're seeing why this guy does what he does. And um, a very important, um, I'm not going to spoil it, a very important plot development which is revealed at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's a, I was reading, I love letter columns. Do you? Yeah, and I'm thinking, that's the only bad part about this issue because it's kind of weak. Ah! Not You're awesome. No, I'm just kidding. You Mr... Like Mr. David Price has a letter in here, and it's awesome. It's amazing. He <laughs> did a great job. Um, and, and Mr. Gonzo gives us a little bit of praise in the letter column as well. But aesthetically, everything about this series has been blowing me away. The illustration, the color palette.
2: Oh, the, the paper, color palette is so amazing.
0: It's, it that lime. Oh. The lime is a masterstroke. I love the lime. Uh, the lime, I've said it before, the lime with that peachy flesh color, oh, it sings. It's not it's just
2: peachy. for Jason's beer.
0: No. Uh. Uh, the, the character design, La Mano himself, is awesome, but um, Calavera, I love the masks. The master sweetness, yeah. sweetness, and it's more than just wrestling. If you love Lucha Libre, I mean, this is the place to go.
1: Absolutely.
0: But, uh, the, my favorite, favorite page is, um, La securing the su- successive belts. <laughs> yes. He gets the local one, which I'm, the barrio. Then he gets the, like the, the equivalent of the state level. And then he gets champion of Mexico. And each panel is, uh, you see the belt in the upper left. And then the, the action is widescreen, baby. It's amazing. Splash pages are gorgeous. I just loved. There's not a single nit I can pick in this whole issue. Well, just that it ends. Just that you know you have an issue and you have a last page of right. it. Right. But other than right. that, there's there's not more of it. Right. But production value. I mean, you could tell. I mean, uh, Gonzo does this as a living. Aside from making comics, this is what he does. Um, the title page, that beautiful scroll work in there with the Lomano del Destino. I love that. Ugh. What? I did something similar. Recently, uh, but not as not as good as that, I will say.
2: The um, one of my favorite pages is the uh, the silhouettes of our um, our hero and his enemy, and and the different color because um, Calvera is uh, and 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 they're having a conversation about their. Um, they're two champions and, and it's just a different mm-hmm. color, um, is, uh, tells you who's saying what. And it's just, if you read it all at once, it may come across as, as confusing, but because of the colors, you, you just, you know who each person is speaking. It's just, it, that's one of my favorite pages because then they both agree. Everybody agrees, you know, just, just save it for the match. Don't, you can't fight now because it'll be wasted. You um, screw it up. Right. And, uh, now. it's just, it, and, and, and we do get another origin, but again, it, when, when, when Gonzo is telling you the backgrounds, the, where, where these characters came from, it, it doesn't stop the story. It doesn't come to a screeching halt. It doesn't, oh God, why are we here instead of, you know, focusing on the present day of the story? It, it just, it, and it all, the timing of it all, all yep. works. Because if you, if you found out who everybody was early on in the series, it wouldn't have that feel to it. But but it's got a lot of weight as, as the story
0: progresses. Give these characters a reason f- for being. That's all I'm asking for. Yep. And we get that. Yeah, we do. Why is this character in the story, aside from being a trainer, right. why why does he want to be a trainer? What has he experienced? Right. He's not that, just the
3: Mickey of the... Uh, of the- no,
0: no, no, no. But it's, uh, again, with the graphic solutions, we never see the promoter's face. But and you know who the, he is, right? Because of his suit, his his beautiful. Well, the last um, page also. But the 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 first time he comes to to Gigi's um room, and we get a top down perspective, because Gonzo wanted to keep his head in shadow. Yep. How do you do that? Top down, it's awesome solution, and it and it mixes things up. If it was all just like straight on, uh, viewpoint, eh, get kind of boring. But, uh, we see multiple viewpoints in this one, um, sequence, and it's just, it's really smartly done. I, I love it. And I love his bathrobe too. Big old man comes out of the shower. Well, he's little, got little a big old fuzzy bathrobe on, and he still has the mask on. And that's oh, so good. Sp- it's
3: really, yeah. The, uh,
0: Go ahead, David. when you, um,
2: when, when, when we see people, when, when we're introduced to characters when they're young, uh before their luchadors you can see their face but even in earlier issues issue i think uh 2 or the end of 2 or number 3 where um Mano was taking on the women everybody's wearing a mask but you don't at the end of the issue when when masks are removed um, you still never see the face same thing with mano he's in the shower his head is in sh- is in shadows but he comes out of the shower and he reaches for the mask before the bathrobe and then when he comes mm-hmm. out of the mask, you see him in his mask. So once you, once you've worn a mask, once you're an adult, uh, cause when we saw Mano's young, younger days, um, as, as a teenager and, and slightly older, he, before he became a luchador, we got to see his face. But once, once they hit that certain spot, you, uh, you really don't see anybody's faces if they were a, um, if they're a luchador.
0: Yep. And limiting. Himself to two colors um, when shading, when adding shadowy areas to flesh, and the second color being the cool as that blue. That's incredibly brave thing to do because if that blue was a shade or two lighter or a shade or two darker, it would not have worked.
1: Look, a bruise. He, he, interesting.
0: He he nailed that blue. Right on the head, and to just to li- he's limiting himself. He's saying, "Okay, highlights r- pure white, Midtones are the flesh, shadows blue." That's freaking brave. There's no blending, there's no feathering or shading or anything. It's just stark yeah, transition, yeah. and it's that's tough to pull off. It's true, and he does it. Yeah, uh, the the flashback is is pretty much monochromatic, and it just works so well because everything else in the book is not. So, it's just, this is an amazing, mm-hmm. amazing thing, And unlike
3: the WWE, they actually treat the belts with respect and honor. <laughs> it's true.
0: <laughs> very, very true.
2: They actually have meaning. And there's a game. Uh, they don't, they they
3: don't, don't have games. Mono, they don't have Calavera losing to uh, his two jobber security guards.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, Mr. Gonzo uh, invokes the sacred name of El Santo in the letters page. So I'm like, brother, you are tops in my book.
3: And David and I will have the great pleasure of giving Mr. Gonzo a, a, a bro hug in person in, in a it's few 50s. short weeks at
0: heroes. Count. Look at that. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm jealous a bit. You should be. I am. I, uh, I have another shout out shout away.
3: Well, two shout outs actually. So, as you guys know, uh, this past weekend was the, uh, New York Comic-Con special edition. And it was a two-day show run by our friends at Reed. This time held at Pier 94, um, rather than the Javits. And, uh, on Saturday, I took my, uh, my sons to the show because it had been a long time since they went to a comic event. And, uh, I, I wrote up some pretty detailed thoughts about the show on our uh Facebook page so people can check that out there if they're so inclined. But um two things I wanted to call attention to specifically. One, um definitely the hero of the day was none other than former guest, uh Mr. Brandon Graham. Uh we we have all been fans of Brandon's work for a long time and we had him on the show it was sometime last year, right? I think. Yes. Yeah. And but we had never met him. And, uh, so finally got a chance to meet him and he was a super nice guy, but the reason he's the hero is that, uh, the only thing my youngest wanted from the day was a Wolverine, a uh, piece of Wolverine art. And so we were in search of that. And as uh, we were sitting chatting with Brandon, he asked what they were all hoping for. And we mentioned the Wolverine thing. And he said to my six year old, would you like me to draw Wolverine for you, buddy? So as we sat and chatted and talked about uh, Island and uh, Eight House and all the good stuff that's upcoming, he drew uh, my son a uh, a Wolverine. So my son owns a Brandon Graham original, and I do not.
1: So that was pretty cool.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, as it should. Very cool. No, totally. And then the other thing I wanted to shout out is in the um, in the vendor area. Uh, there were your, your, you could, you could guess if I asked you to name 10, 10 vendors that were there, you could guess them, right? The, the Harley E's and the, you know, the super worlds and the metropolises and, you know, cadence and essential and all that. But, but there was a guy set up, just a one man booth. Um, and he was selling posters and postcards with a, a very intricate drawing. So we went over to check it out and, um, uh, his name is Ray Sumser, S U M S E R. And his website is ray r a y sumser dot com, and uh, this guy has this amazing drawing called Comicosm. and he first he started it in two thousand thirteen through a Kickstarter, although I, had, I don't remember seeing it back then, um, and this is the version two which was recently updated, and it has more than three thousand pop culture icons characters in it.
1: Oh, good, good wow!
3: It's incredible. It's like um. It's like, where's Waldo for, for geeks? But when I say it's got everything you can imagine, it's got everything you can imagine. It's got Godzilla. It's got Onslaught. It's got the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It's got Gumball. It's got Wile E. Coyote. I mean, you can't think of a cartoon or a fictional character that you, that's not on there. It's got the never ending story dragon thing. It's, it's got, I mean, it's, it's, we were, he, he was playing a game with my, my sons and I he said, name, name a character and we would name it and he would, he would show us. Where the, where it was on the picture. And it's all drawn to scale. So it's, it's super cool. Um, but we, we bought one of the posters and we're going to put it up in, in one of my, in our son's room. But you can find it at raysumser.com And again, it's called Comic Cosm, but it's C-O-M-I-C-O-S-M. And it's, uh, it's an 18 by 24 poster with, like I said, over 3,000 pop culture cartoon, uh, characters. It's, uh, it's, it's a tremendous feat. He said it took him, about five months to draw. So. No,
0: I'm, I'm guessing he mapped it all out before he actually rendered the characters. Like he had a plan that if it's done <laughs> a scale, he had, to have yeah, a absolutely. Plan like you just can't start drawing heads.
3: And David will be thrilled to know that his, his benchmark for scale is Spider-Man. <laughs> I
2: need this.
1: It's
3: really cool. It's really cool. It's, it's, uh, it's available online. Um, Um, like I said, it's, it's, uh, raysumster.com and you can buy it online. But, uh, but, uh, yeah. And he's got other versions of it too. Like he's got like a, like a, a version that's shaped like a planet. Um, he's got a villains, just, just the villains. He's got just the most popular characters or maybe his favorites. Um, he's got like postcard versions, which he sells for less expensively. Um, which, which you probably actually need a magnifying glass to see everything. But, but uh not just a super cool thing. And again, the guy's just peddling his wares. It's just a passion project and uh just a, a lot of fun. So um, I had never heard of him until this con. So it's, it's pretty neat, neat to see. And it's, um, I think it, the, I, if I'm not mistaken, the the poster is limited print. So I think it's, I think it's a thousand copies. And then he said he'll like the first one he did. And then when he ran out, he updated it and he said the same thing here. Once he sold the thousand, he will go about making version three and adding more characters. So,
0: I need to see this.
3: Yeah, absolutely,
2: Steve. Yeah, the the website does not um, does not do it justice. This is something you need to see in person. So if if he's not at any cons between now and October, I'll have to see it at Jason's. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but he does have the original. Uh, I, just, I just saw that Spider Mania. 11 by 17 original drawing from, from 2013 for $2,400. Yes. The, hmm. the original Comic is $3,600. That's 18 by 24 though. So he's it's a little
0: bigger. I would never sell this after that. One. Right. Well, if you put, if you itemize how many hours it took him and try right. and, it, he's probably taken a great loss even at that price. Just oh, man dollars. hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's gray. Big so there time. You have it. Awesome. So those, those are your two, um, thank yous. You don't want to go anymore into the NYCC right, special edition?
2: The show uh, for, for the few hours you were there.
3: Yeah. I mean, no, I don't, you know, I don't, it, uh, we'll give someone, we'll give people a reason to go to the Facebook form. but, uh, we're bored. Oh, but, good idea. No, it was, it was a good time. The kids had a good time. It was, um, I think like with many read shows, uh, the, the, the first and second iterations are, not fully formed, but these guys are always good at taking feedback from everybody and then improving upon it. I, I personally didn't find the pier to be a great setting. I thought it was cavernous and, um, because of the setup, it was very dark. I thought so. Um, but it was, it was plenty of space in the, in the, um, aisles and, um, a, a tremendously large sized artist alley. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, we, we had fun. it was, it was a, a couple hour show. You know, it, it, put it this way, the three of us certainly couldn't, couldn't have made a weekend of it. I, I, don't, I don't see how anyone could really have spent more than a day there, um, and, unless you were just hell-bent on getting lots of art from all the people that were there and just waiting around for the art. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was a nice little show. And it, I would say probably the biggest attraction, frankly, was I guess they were selling tickets to the main New York Comic Con for those that, that didn't get them when they were first on sale. And there were thousands of people in line for that.
0: Oh my yeah, goodness. But, uh, but luckily
3: we're not in that boat, so we didn't have to worry about that.
1: <laughs>
0: no. Cause we're all important. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. My sons took yeah. great joy in that. They were like, wait,
3: what do you mean you don't have to wait in that line? They're like, are you to yeah. have tickets? I'm like, we don't have to get tickets. And they're like, what? I'm <laughs> like, hey, my
1: son? Dad, come you're on. cool.
3: Exactly. Although they did get very, they had a good time, but they, even in the the three hours that we were there, they, uh, they got fairly frustrated by the end at how many people I had to stop and say hello to.
2: Oh, snap. That's. (laughs) And I explained (laughs) that
3: when you're an adult, you have to say hello to people that you know, because it's rude to uh, not do, do so, but
0: they weren't really feeling that. Unless you're me. Right. Yeah. (laughs) you, you you are still,
3: you're still a 12 year old when it comes to that. You'll walk right by somebody in order to forsake having to have a conversation. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, I laugh, but it's so damn true.
3: <laughs> I'm waiting for you to be down in Charlotte and just walk right past David and I.
0: Oh, man, I what know you that, guys. Vince? What's up? You're like, oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, hi. I didn't know you guys were going to be here. <laughs> David. Vince. What do you want to talk about? Oh,
2: man. Uh According to my... Airboy little notebook. Um, you know what? Let's, let's, oh, shit. No. You know what? Why don't we, we'll put you in a Make, good mood. Let's start with Providence. Well, wait, wait. Did Jason read
0: Providence?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. Let's start Excellent. with Providence. Well, fingers crossed. We'll start with Providence. <laughs> First issue, uh, written, of course, by Alan Moore, illustrated by Jason Burroughs, published by Avatar. It is of a much different tone than Neonomicon. No doubt. Yes. Much different initially. And I'll be honest, I needed to read it three times.
2: I read it one and a half times because I wasn't really feeling it the first time. It was, um whether it's deliberate or not, obviously it's the page layout, but it was, it was very monotonous to me. And I was just like, I'm not in the right mood to read this right now and i don't remember what time of day it was or anything like that but once once i cleared everything away and i was like i'm going to sit down with this i i read it straight through digested it and then the next morning i read i read the letter i read his um the 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 notebook the, the what the hell did he call it the common thank book. you yes the i i read i read the first couple of pages of 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 the book from from Lily, uh, that Lily gave him, that he wrote in, um, and it it I think I think the the time of the not reading it all at once helped, um, but I'll, I'll I'll let you continue before
0: I, I oh, nitpick. That was the one point on which I was a bit fuzzy because it's very subtle how Lily is depicted. Um, when he's when um Robert Black, who is the uh the main character of this thing, is uh perusing her uh H I R library. Her wrist is a little thick, but it's never it it's not overly specific that this may not be a woman. <laughs> be- because the nails are feminine. But the the girth of the wrist is a little thicker, too thick, I'm thinking for a woman. But so that's one of the reasons why I had to go back and reread it. But once that clicked, I kind of saw what Moore was doing here. Um, as I said, Robert Black is the main character, born and bred in Milwaukee. He aspires to be a journalist and subsequently a novelist, uh, but he's looking for the right topic for his his uh, novel, something. Something lurking, slumbering underneath the surface of the American dream. And that's where Moore, to me anyway, that's the brilliance of Alan Moore. Because if you are going to step into the world of H.P. Lovecraft, what better concept than to slam home that lurking beneath (laughs) the obvious um, or the, the surface? And what slumbers beneath the surface in the H.P. Lovecraft mythos. Cthulhu. So the concept is really rich, but um, Mr. Black heads out to New York City, uh, which is a place more conducive to not only his chances of becoming a writer, but it's also a place more accepting of his other proclivities. See, um, Robert's not only Jewish... He's also gay, in a time when both, especially the latter, were not as widely accepted as today. As strange as it may seem, uh, he he takes great pains in hiding his religion. He hides his relationship with Lily, and who is really a man, a crossdresser named Jonathan, and this this below the surface uh, concept just trails through the entire thing and the the first issue at least is is nothing well i don't want to say nothing more but is essentially a study in esotericism esoteric belief systems esoteric religions esoteric sexual orientation the hidden the obfuscated the the masked that's what the entirety of providence number one is about it's it's this stuff that's lurking beneath the surface that we don't get to see and, and as it should be um robert chambers the king in yellow plays plays a huge role in this thing as does a fictional tome called i'm gonna butcher this but this is me oh yeah Monde, which is a a book that was is said to have been uh, have driven some of its readers insane and pushed uh, many towards suicide. So there was a scandal around this thing when it was published and that purportedly instigated Chambers uh, was the inspiration for writing The King in Yellow. So um, Mr. Black works at a newspaper and it just so happens that they're a half page short. They got a film space. <laughs> so what do they do? Well, they're scrambling and, um, Robert suggests a piece on, uh, Suleiman. And he just so happens to know of one, Dr. Alvarez, who wrote a piece on this book. So he hunts him down. And again, this, more stuff lurking beneath the surface. Um, Dr. Alvarez has a condition which requires him to be in very low temperatures. And, um, he is, uh, quite friendly with this woman. Whose husband has, uh, recently departed and, you know, when, when Mr. Black, uh, bumps into them in, in his, uh, room, they were bumping uglies. And it's very, I mean, it's, this is the 19, what, early 20s? 20%? Is, no, 1919. Yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 you know, any kind of sexual, um, interaction was, done behind closed doors and it wasn't something people talked about. It was no porn. Well, there was porn, but it was very, very back door. And, um, it, one thing leads to another. And, and he uh, finds out that the book was a ruse. The Suleiman was, was, it, it was, it did not uh, as, uh, purported did not drive people crazy. Everything yeah. I mean, was coincidence. Or, so again, you know, you get the legend of this book and you get the truth. There, there is what is and there's what is said to be. So you, again, it's all about layers in this thing. And, and he slams this stuff home in every aspect of the book. The cover, the regular cover, you see the, the facade of, uh, Alvarez's apartment building and the focus is not on the tree in the foreground, but on the shadow beneath it. So more is saying, don't look at the surface of this thing. look at the stuff that's that's going on underneath even even the commonplace book the 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 uh, signature page is Mercury, also known as Hermes, which is the poster child for hermeticism and hermes this is a brief aside. it matters not for the story, but Hermes was once thought to be Thoth, the snake god, and given Moore's pro predilection to snake gods. That Glycon puppet god—it's entirely fitting that he would use not only Hermes to suggest, you know, hermetic, hermetic knowledge, but Glycon too. And so it's—it's it's very deep, and you're gonna have to give it two reads. I have to admit, I do not know where this thing is gonna go. <laughs> I don't. And and again, more surface and and in, in, and interior uh, chambers had predicted that. Suicide stations would pop up at, at one time. And see, that's the thing about Robert Black's love interest. He's so cold to him and distant and, and, you know, denies his feelings, at least on the surface, that, um, Jonathan goes to one of these suicide stations and takes his own life. And it's very proper. There's a, there's a, a butler there and he comes in and he sits down in a chair and he gets the old Victrola, and he puts a record on and behind the scenes deadly gas is pumped into this chamber so you get this very affluent setting this very elegant room but when we're seeing the the back door it's this gigantic not very pleasing to the eye machine and the uh the the custodian is like looking in the windows like this dude dead yet you know so there's again two sides to this thing it's all about duality and what really is going on and what's on the surface and that's perfect for HP Lovecraft. Needless to say, I love this issue. I thought it was great. <laughs> uh, Burroughs is just getting better. Very, very, uh, elegant line, but it's very thin. There's no, a lot of not, not a lot of variation in it, but what's there is very matter of fact. And he finds all the folds and the contours and it's just great. It's a brave style. You, you really have to be, uh, able to, uh, put up or shut up when you have a very spare line like this. And, um, I think, uh, Burroughs has it. Yeah. I thought it was a great issue. Um, I would love to hear what Jason thought of it.
3: You, my friend, are, uh, when you're at your best, an eloquent mofugger. Uh, um, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. No, you are. I, 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 I'm sitting there. If, if this was a video podcast, you would have seen me, uh, doing a little church tabernacle, hand in the air, nodding myself yes many times as you were speaking. I mean, I don't know how I could offer much more than you've already offered it. I think that um I too loved it. I, I thought it was the best I've read of more in some time. Um I, I I I like I think all of the three of us, I enjoyed Neonomicon back in uh, I can't believe it was two thousand and ten, by the way. My last time flying. Um but I think that was more in a way, I mean, while it dealt with, with, um, Lovecraftian, um uh, subject matter, right, it was, it was so overt and so puerile that it, in essence, was an anti-Lovecraftian story. You know what I mean? Like it just, like Lovecraft is about the, the hint of things, not the, the overt depiction of things. And Neonomicon was certainly the overt depiction. Um, whereas this to me felt so purely in the sense of, of Lovecraft, right? It's, it, as you said, it's all, it's all illusion, um, illusion with an A, not an I. Um, right. uh, it, it, um, uh, to me, this is more at its best. Um, I understand those that may find it a little inaccessible or not feel the need to, if, especially if you don't know much about Lovecraft,
1: if,
3: if you don't feel the need to, um, I'm, I'm stumbling with my words, but but people often criticize more because they say in order to fully enjoy more, you need to be willing to go outside of the work itself and research some of his inspiration and reference points. And I, I, I've always enjoyed that about him um, because by nature, I'm an analyst and I'm an inquisitive person. So I, I enjoy that quest. And, and that, that adds to the story for me, whereas... Uh, I totally get that for some people they want the story to be the story in, and uh and that's that but I will say that uh you know on the surface this issue is a relatively mundane issue where quote unquote not a lot happens but you know is
0: very you say, I think that was intentional exactly <laughs> and
3: it, but as you I think said so eloquently it, that's the point and it really is quite a lot going on the subtext of everything is pretty pretty uh immense and um I you know I don't I haven't read much avatar uh, admittedly and um I Sometimes I think assign a, or ascribe a certain house style to Avatar's <laughs> artists yep. that, uh, fair or unfair because I admittedly have read a lot less Avatar than I, per- that, than I should have to, to suggest that they have a house style. But I perceive that to be the case. And with Burroughs, while I don't think he necessarily steps outside of what I would consider to be their house style, um, I do think, I don't know what he looked like five years ago or 10 years ago, but I know that he's a pretty darn talented cartoonist right now. Um, and was, was very impressed by the subtlety with which he, he depicted certain things like in the doctor's, you know, uh, apartment being so ice cold and you see the breath and, um, you know, just, just little things like that, which I think are just, just really well done. And, um, the, the, I will say the interesting thing about this to me is that, uh, I, I don't know if you guys caught it, but when it was, uh, solicited, um, I'm pretty sure Avatar referred to this as the Watchman of Horror. Now, <laughs> given that it's written by the man himself, I wonder if that's something that Alan would not have necessarily approved of had he seen it beforehand. He probably doesn't give two shits one way or the other, but, um, right. but, but there's a lot of weight in that description, right? That's a, that's a big, that's a big statement, right? The Watchman of Horror when it's something written by Alan Moore. So, I suspect, though, what we can be sure of is that there's going to be a lot of layers of complexity to the story, and that by the time we get to the twelfth issue, um, we're going to be taken in a lot of different directions in a lot of places that this first issue just doesn't even hit that yet. So, um, yeah, I give it a grant. It's a home run. I think the first issue was a home run. I, 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 I'm again, we have eleven more issues and a lot of ways that this can go. But, uh, but this feels to me like something that arguably belongs in the pantheon of Alan Moore, which I don't know if I'm being fair. I don't think I could say I felt in the last few years, even with stuff like the more recent league stuff. It's not that I didn't like that stuff or wasn't entertained by it, but I was more entertained by it because of the familiarity um, I have with Moore and the uh, sense of nostalgia I have for reading stuff that's evocative of his work that I used to love. And this feels a little bit more than that. Like this is something he's really genuinely passionate about. Um, and, and you know, I mean, obviously, we're reading a lot into the first of twelve issues to say all that, but I, I I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there. I think this is going to, you know, by the a, a year from now when when this is all said and done, um, you know, I'm expecting this to be heralded in 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 high high regard.
0: Yeah. Well, one of the things um, that particularly struck me was this is a very unavatar book. Last page notwithstanding, mm-hmm. um, it, it it doesn't focus on the the puerile, like many avatar books do, and uh you know it doesn't over sexualize stuff uh incidents going on like yeah there's a there's a um a full frontal male nude in it but it 's very full tastefully nudity young. yeah yeah and um <laughs> the last page there's yeah. there's uh full frontal female nudity, but it's not salacious it's not it's it's played um straight which <laughs> almost uh tastefully so so they yeah, it's very unlike avatar stuff but they've come a long way if you look at avatar's early stuff ooh, uh, i mean it is like night and day yeah the, we've got books like uber and neonomicon that really push the bounds of the boundaries of what of propriety but in the early days they were far worse <laughs> Yeah, I'll show you guys some stuff. It's like, what? But, okay. Um, And number two, one of Moore's goals with this thing is to tilt the scales uh, away from Cthulhu being represented as plush toys and action figures. Uh, To Alan Moore, Cthulhu is something that should be universally feared there should be an overwhelming sense of dread when even the name is mentioned uh, he thinks that the character has been appropriated uh, in ways that should that is not befitting a cosmic horror that slumbers beneath the waves and you know eventually will destroy us all and make us go nuts first you know it's just he he, he thinks that it's Cthulhu has become you know a sideshow act in essence, you know, a a caricature of what he should be. So one of the goals, not the main goal, I'm sure, one of the goals with this thing is to elevate Cthulhu back to his badass elder god, oh my god, don't even mention that name because we're going to be driven insane. He wants to put the, the, the force back in Cthulhu to be feared and i I think that's a that's a good idea i mean yes i have a plush cthulhu and (laughs) i have the action figures and and uh you know anything lovecraft i'm there but uh that's that's a noble goal to to put the fear back in something um and to say lovecraft was asexual is a um a very wrong assumption of of what the man was doing because if you read into even the slightest his cosmic horrors, he was a horn dog. <laughs> all of the all of the cosmic horrors are glistening and wet and smell like fish, no offense. But I'm just saying, um and and he was overtly sexual in his depiction of these things, but it wasn't apparent because he wasn't known for that. And and to try and equate these cosmic horrors Just, just peruse some of Lovecraft's, Lovecraft's descriptions of the, the, these cosmic beings, and they are extremely sexual. So yeah, again, that's another thing. That's, there's, there's another duality between what is perceived of Lovecraft. Oh, a very, very polite, very reserved writer, very verbose, but in, you know, asexual. No way. He was not asexual. Read it. It's there. So you know, I, again, David, what did you think of this?
2: I loved it. I, I, um, it is. You were spot on about it. you need to read this more than once because you can take everything at face value and it just you know without looking or or digging too deep, you know, you would just think that even though we're first introduced with last name first, Russell Lillian Russell, you know, you just. And because of the angles and and the way it's laid out, it could very well be a female companion. You know, you 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 could look at the art and say, well, maybe not. And and there are things that are definitely uh, you're led. That, that things are implied, so it, it'll take you there. I, I as I'm flipping through it again, um, when we're when the issue starts off, and and Robert is ripping the note. Uh, on the bridge, when, when you go a couple pages later, as someone is walking to, uh, the chamber, they're, they're walking over that bridge and, and over the water where those ripped pages are, are floating. And, and it's just the way. Completely oblivious. It's, you, you, you can not be aware of your surroundings. Just read it at face value. Read, read the word balloons and, and, and what's within and, and just take it that way. Um, or you could just focus on it. And I, and I know that when I say it's monotonous, it's, there's four panels to a page, widescreen panels across from top to bottom. Um, so it's, it's very much page after page of that, but there are, um, there are cuts to different scenes. We, we, Robert may have a conversation with somebody and then we're, Somewhere else while that conversation's happening and then, and then we go back without really missing a beat and, uh, it, it's, it's an issue that you do, you're rewarded if you pay attention to it. And, and I, I'm really looking forward to what's coming because like you guys, I don't know what the second issue is going to, going to give us, but if it is anything like this, if the first issue was is any indication of, of the sign kind of things to come, then I'm, um, you know, th- this may be one of the few things that will be unanimous on with the 11 o'clockers, for example. It's just, it, there's, um, the the art works, it's not, it's not flashy, but it, it helps tell the story. And it, it's one of those things where it, I don't know, just reading this first issue, uh, the way I did, if it really screams Alan Moore to me from other things I've, I've read by the man, but it is, it's, it's, it has an Alan Moore feel to it. it. It it has that, that stamp, but it's not, um, but he's, he's been a chameleon to me before where he, he, that's why he gets that, that goat label because you just, he, he's very good at what he does. And, uh, I, I really did like it. I didn't know what to expect. You guys were talking about it. I figured if I could, I'll, I'll, I'll read it, see where we're going. I enjoyed, you know, I I enjoyed, um, the, uh, the courtyard. I, 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 I like where he takes us when, when, when he messes around with, uh, with these particular stories. So I'm, I was quite happy. I, I really have no complaints about it.
0: Yay. Unanimous. And I was just thinking about it as you were talking. When when um, Robert goes to see Alvarez and he enters with the uh, opinions towards um, Jonathan that he feels a certain way, and he's you know he's reserved and he's distancing himself from those emotions. And as Alvarez talks about you know the king in yellow, he kind of subtly convinces him to to embrace. His his true feelings, so he masked his his true those those honest feelings with this layer of for whatever reason thinking you know the, the the burden of society or whatever he had to do to to obfuscate these true feelings and then the true feelings come to the surface. But in the meantime, as he's coming to this realization, and he 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 was kind of eager to tell him that you know, Jonathan meaning that yes, he does love him. As he was doing this, his lover was committing suicide. So there's top level, and there's what's really going on. It's just every scene reinforces the the concept of the, of the at least the first issue. So, yes, this is nuts. But <laughs> should, do, we, do we expect anything less from Mr. Alan Moore?
1: I don't. No.
0: No. This was not a letdown. And that's um you know, when when he says he's going back to the Lovecraft well, you know, for for one one uh final hurrah, so he says. Um that's pretty uh big doings and he uh kind of eclipsed all my expectations so far. It could go south, we never know. As <laughs> as anything could go south. So for right now, it's a great, great first issue. Yeah. Somebody take the microphone away from me. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Jason? Damn, got I just silence. talked
3: about, I just talked about, uh, fucking, uh, Providence oh my and shit. Um, God. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, let me see here. Let me think for a second about what really blew my socks off.
2: Um, well, we can talk. I mean, that events got Providence out of his system. We, we, you and I could talk about what we enjoyed.
3: Yeah. Yes. It. Let's do that. Let's do that. So, um, you and I, I think, both adored Airboy Number 1. Agreed. Written by Mr. James Robinson with uh, art by Mr. – it's Greg, right? Greg Hinkle? Yes. Right? Yep. Um, and all I can say about this book is I don't – I didn't know the original Airboy very well at all other than that, when this was solicited, Vince was extremely excited because he professed to love the original hair So I didn't have a lot of preconception of what I was going to be getting in this, but I can assure you that regardless of what I expected, it was not what this book was <laughs> because I don't know that I've ever seen a comic book, um, like this before. I, I don't, um, uh, and especially in a rapper, I wasn't expecting. So, um, you guys will have to fill me in on, on Airboy prior to this, uh, but in essence, this first issue is, uh, a quasi, uh, biographical look in a very humorous, raunchy fashion of the quest that Robinson and Hinkle are put on to recreate Airboy for, uh, image at the request of Eric Stevenson. And it, um, it depicts Robinson in arguably the least flattering light I've ever seen a comic book creator portrayed in. Uh, and again, he's the one that wrote it. So it's self, it's self-loathing. Um, and I don't know James's personal story well enough to know how much of this is just completely ridiculously fabricated versus how much is embellished versus how much is true. But in any way, if any of it is true, I give the man, uh, unbelievable balls to, uh, be <laughs> willing to put his own grievances out there or his own issues out there. Um, and, uh, it's essentially like a, the issue is sort of like a fever dream in essence of their journey from the day that Stevenson calls James and asks him to do the book to finally Airboy's rebirth made real. Um, you know, and I'm choosing my words carefully. Um, <laughs> And, uh, certainly, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Hinkle prior to this. I don't think I've ever seen him before. Um, but he's a great cartoonist and perfect for this kind of work. Very much in the, uh, Mad Magazine EC school of, of camp. Uh, you know, to me, reminded me not dissimilar, um, to the first time I laid eyes on Tom Fowler. Um, or, sure. or the stuff we saw in Mysterious Unfathomable, that type of style. Um, uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's two grown men, you know, duh, I mean, it's raunchy. There's, there's a, they, 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 they double team a, a giant heavy set woman. They, they snort heroin. They're standing around with fully naked, just like, just all kinds of debauchery. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's like I said, it's a very self, self loathing, uh, self parody, uh, look more at, at Robinson's, state of being than anything about Airboy until the last page. So, um, I was just shocked. I laughed a ton. Uh, you know, I, I think I said a week or two ago that, that the issue with humor comics is that I think humor is so much more subjective. I think, um, most other types of storytelling, there's a tighter band of what's, of how an average person would perceive something to be good versus bad, but humor, it just runs the gamut. I mean, something I could find absolutely hysterical. You may find mildly entertaining and Vince may hate or, you know, jumble that up, right? There's, it's just, it's, and it, I don't think there's a great formula. Um, but for me, for, for the, my reading pleasures, I found this to be absolutely hysterical. Like one of the funniest books I've read in, in years. So, um, huge thumbs up for me. And it's just, I mean, there were, I thought there were laugh out loud moments in every page. Um, and, uh, yeah. So don't, like I said, don't know. Didn't have a lot of expectation for this going in. I, I basically ordered it for two reasons. One, um, I tried pretty much every image. Number one, uh, and two, you guys seem to speak highly of the prospect of this, given your prior history with Airboy. So uh, I'm glad I jumped on board, and uh, yeah, I loved it. How about you?
2: I um, I I, I can understand why um, there may be. Why Vince might have an issue with it, and his his connection to Airboy is, is probably a lot stronger than mine. I I didn't read a lot of Airboy back in the um in the old indie days. Uh, I was aware, but there were other um, other books from from guys like, like like First and Eclipse that that really had my attention. Um, but I. Didn't dismiss or or look down on, but I the first few pages really set it up because when um, according to this, when when Stevenson is selling Robinson on the idea of writing Hellboy, he's saying, you know, listen, it's characters in public domain. You know, we can do whatever we want with it, and the title of the book is Airboy, but. Aside from trying to figure out how to write an Airboy comic, you don't see Airboy until the end, and I don't know if that means that that's the rest, that's the way the rest of the series is going to pan out, or if um or really where we're going from here, but I thought as, as a first issue, this was fantastic, it was a great setup, it, it, for a lot of people who weren't reading Airboy back in the 80s, you know, that, they may not know who the hell this character is and, and to get an idea through Robinson, um, and Hinkle to what kind of character they're trying to work with and, and just how silly the idea might be. Uh, I think it works. It, it's, it's completely strange. I, I told you guys I was somewhat surprised, very surprised. But, uh, I, I'm not surprised that this, that, that this comic book is made. I, I think I'm more surprised though that image is yes, the one yes. publishing it um but it it absolutely works i i know robinson and and like he he explains in the issue you know he's mr golden age he's he's the guy that wrote that four issue series that that paul smith drew and and you know we know him now as as writing the last stories of of the fantastic four before secret wars and um you know we're familiar with him from other things, of course, he's, you know, Starman, but, uh, aside from that, aside from the things that, you know, he's, he's written that left a mark on, on people. He's not really, he's not always on the tip of my tongue when, when it comes to guy. Oh, I'd love to see Paul Robinson write that character, or that team. And, um, it's kind of fitting for him to be Part of this book to 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 be telling this story, uh, I I I guess I had a little bit of my own not baggage, but I, I was familiar with most of the players in the story. I, I knew somewhat about Jan Jones before reading this issue, and and that one one caption box when we're introduced to Jan in the story kind of just told me something that I wasn't aware of, and and that put things in perspective and and if if this is just robinson doing doing his thing if if um if, if james robinson is writing this and there are some things that more of it is true than not you know okay he can he's fine in in where he is in his life that he can say you know listen i was still married and and here i am with hookers and blow and but i don't know if really that's something and and that's where it kind of I'm not sure where real life ends and, and the fantasy begins because I don't know really if, if Mr. Hinkle would be interested in having his wife know about the night of, of and blow. So <laughs> there, there are just things where, um, they are absolutely telling a story and, and it, it may, some people may, if, if you are a purist, if you love the Airboy character from the eighties, you may not like this issue. And if, um, it's definitely not something to take serious. It's, it's not, uh, you can't take this seriously. You cannot, um, it's really not something I would have expected. I, I, I read it and I was like you, Jason, I, I enjoyed a lot of it on almost on every page. Something there made, most of it was the art, but I, I thought, I mean, just, just the colors alone that we were talking about. Lamana before it it the colors in this work because the this is this is James telling the story, and Greg and is drawing it, and we're not introduced to any pop of color until the end, which is the whole reason for them being right. together and mm-hmm. and for this the story to be told um and when you look at the covers for the next three issues it's the same thing they're very monochromatic and and airboy and and his characters are, uh, are the ones splashed with color, but, uh, no, I, I, like I said, I did not know what to expect. I, this is one of those things, Airboy is, is one of those books that, you know, why well, I love comics. I just, um this is the kind of comic book where you, you think this is perfect for the medium. You, you, you have, so many other different stories and so many other characters and and so many different things you can do with comic books. And here is just something different. Uh, It's, we say it a lot with first issues we've said it recently with, with Copperhead or Descender or or any image. Number one, this feels nothing like a book number one that, that uh, that image would publish. and, And I just, I, I cannot wait for the second issue, honestly.
3: Agreed, and now we'll, we've left. We saved the best for Lance. Vince, tell us how much you loved it.
0: <laughs> I really enjoy it when my friends are grooving on comics. You know. <laughs> uh, um, I'm so going to get branded a hater, but
3: well, you don't kind of go deep. You can. I mean, I just think it's. uh You know, you can just.
0: My dislike for this first issue borders on hatred.
3: That's crazy. That's I mean, I can't, David, can you think, I mean, I think in the, in the seven years we've been doing this, I, I can't think of many things you've come close to suggesting the word hate to.
0: And it, before David calls me on it, it is nothing to do with my affinity for the title character. Yes, I do love Airboy. Uh, we all have our sacred cows. I am not, um, I don't shy away from new takes mm-hmm. on, on old favorites. That's cool. <clears> I, I mean, it's, it's, it's an art form. Do what you want to do. But to say this book is revolutionary in any shape or form is laughable. This this book is not unlike the millions of underground comics that preceded it or uh the proliferation of uh autobio comics that just exploded in the nineties. There's nothing new here. It's it, it's it's two creators who have nothing to say about their subject um trying to reach the level of of interest like a Chester Brown or a Robert Crumb or or like even Hunter S. Thompson. James Robinson is not interesting to me to carry an entire book. <laughs> the the fact that he can't find a damn thing to say about Airboy is laughable. I even you know, okay I'm not expecting him to play it close to the vest and just hork up another traditional airboy in the air fighter story. It's a it's a neat spin on it, but and I agree with both of you Greg Henkel's talents are formidable. This guy is going places. He's amazing. I just didn't think there was anything special about this at all. Uh I the honesty um from the 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 uh, creators is nice but the fact that they're they're willing to cast themselves in a bad themselves in a bad light okay but again robinson he can't carry a book (laughs) there's nothing remotely interesting about his plight in this issue that would even interest me in the slightest can't find anything to say about Airboy. maybe drugs will jog my 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 creative uh Juices and, and, and hookers and whatever. It's, it's, it's just uninteresting to me. It presented in a beautiful way, yes, but, uh, the issue just, uh, last page aside, I'm hope, I'm not, I'm not giving this book the kiss of death for me. I will continue with it only because I'm hoping he's going to turn it into something with the appearance. Like if, if he's going to, you know, go all meta with Airboy and do this treatise on creativity and and, and a light-hearted treatise on creativity. There, I'm there. I will read it. Nothing to do with the title character. That would be interesting to me. But just the escapades of two people who are at a lack of something to do. I mean, this whatever. It's it's it, it did nothing for me, nothing. And and it's not disrespectful to the to airboy. It's just flatline. It's uninteresting. Mm-hmm. Wow, Chester Brown jerking off over a chair is a million times more interesting to me than this thing.
3: See, it's interesting because I like Chester Brown, and uh, I forget the name of it, but that one he wrote about his pension for prostitutes.
1: Right, that's the last one I wrote. Um,
3: Paying for paying for it. Yes, Um, I enjoyed that quite a bit. And um, but see, I guess the difference here, I guess, since you brought him up, is that I don't read Chester Brown and laugh out loud. Like no. I read Chester Brown and find his willingness to be unbelievably open about his personal life and idiosyncrasies to be interesting and to almost cringe, kind of like watching a train crash. But this I found to be funny. Like this was like people all seem to love sex criminals. And again, I, I <laughs> more power to you. No, if you love sex criminals, more power to you. Full disclosure, I didn't enjoy it when it came out in issues. I subsequently bought the oversized collection because it seemed like it was a nice you know package and it was and read I guess it was the first 10 issues and while I, I respect the craft I didn't laugh once like there was not a moment of that book that I thought this is so funny and it was pitched as an 80s sex comedy brought to comics This to me I again it's about humor I, I thought it was hysterical I mean, I if if this was on screen I would laugh at it it's a move. if this were a movie I would find it funny. So, I don't know. Again, it's one of those very subjective things. I don't begrudge anyone who read it and thought it was corny or been there, done that. But, uh look, I mean, you know, our, one, of our, one of our co-hosts liked Paul Blart Mall Cop. That's not my speed. You know, we <laughs> all have our own things.
0: Of, like? Did you just say like? Yes. Two of them. Love. Two of, lo- 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 oh, of you, dude? Lo- yes. <laughs> oh, good Lord.
3: Good Lord. Okay. He loves like. Kevin um, James, so. Let's move on. But either way, my point here still stands, which is that uh, humor is subjective. But I do want to take a little issue with your characterization that nothing is new here. While, while I agree with you there, if we're really going to get meta about it, what is really new in fiction, right? It's the oh, whole.
0: Okay, I know, I, I know, I know.
3: And and I'll, but... I'll say this to you. While your your point is well made that this is probably very much from the vein and inspired by uh, the, the the late 70s, early 80s, indie comics with an X and you're totally fair to make that observation. They're not breaking new ground in that. I will say if we're being fair, there's a good 20 years worth of readers that came after us that probably have never seen anything like that in a comic.
0: It, it's true. It's exactly true. Um, but uh, I have read an amazing amount of underground comics I'm, I'm not boasting. I'm just old. I mean, I was there when they were coming out and to me, When I read Crumb, it's he probably presents himself in the worst light of any comic creator. I mean, there are some stuff that Crumb has committed to paper that would probably make himself cringe, and and no no doubt everybody that's read it. It's just that self deprecating humor or events in this case that's that's awesome, but you gotta care or or at least approximate some kind of emotional or or some kind of connection to the the the, the creator come character and you know pun intended uh that I, I had none of that here none of that and 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 it's not a dislike for robinson's work even though I i have to admit full disclosure his stuff doesn't really do it for me like starman
2: yeah i read I it I, I, I
0: read it but it was it was i i and i i i was completely aware of the the qualities of the book it was a very well written book in most cases it was well illustrated book uh but it it didn't connect with me on many so, levels but this this connects even less i just i'm 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 not gonna apologize i just found nothing to to take home with it. other than the fact that greg hintel greg Hinkel sorry is is mad talented. I I respect the hell out of the art. It is amazing. But it just seems like it's wasted on this. If such a thing can possibly be. Be. Fair enough. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll be back with issue two. I'll be back. Make it or break it. It's more of the same. I'm out.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The orbs. Totes.
0: Uh, I read a DC, well, two DC books. What? Yeah, both of which were from the same series. Are we not going
3: to talk about Secret Wars three?
0: We can, yeah. but I'll make the, I'll make this quick. I read uh, Convergence Swamp Thing, one and two. Oh, okay. I thought it was awesome, amazing. Uh, written by Len Wein, illustrated by the great Kelly Jones. I very much appreciated the fact that it encompassed not only the uh original origin, uh the Wien Wrightson uh swamp thing, but it also gave a big hug to the Alan Moore origin as well. So um you're good there. I thought the plot was kinda silly mm-hmm. but when 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 the visuals were as amazing as this uh and if you bring in Kelly Jones and have him do the Red Rain Batman, it's all win. It's all win. Uh, basically, uh, Swamp Thing, um, is very curious about the red skies, what's going on here. So, when your skies are red, who do you go to ask? But, you know, the Batman, because he knows everything. So, uh, Swamp Thing and Abby go to Gotham to question the Batman on as to why the skies are red, and when they're there, the dome falls. And that's basically it. Uh, Swamp Thing is forced to, uh, fight the Red Rain, uh, vampire Batman. Uh, but the real joy here is in the artwork. Oh. David, have you seen this? I have not yet. No, I have it. I just haven't read it yet. It's the best of Kelly Jones's Batman run. And, you know, it, it's, it's, there are panels that are Wrightson-esque. Rightly so, right? But it's, it's that graphic inventiveness that, that Kelly Jones, like, we know fully well that most human beings do not have that many ribs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Kelly Jones doesn't care. He, he, he makes them work. Uh, d- exaggerated anatomy, beautiful textures, and, and just this organic stuff that he f- infuses the swamp thing with. And it's, it's an, visually, it's amazing. The story's on it's 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 nothing uh, particularly new it's just two great characters going at it uh, under the conceit of the convergence thing which is enough for me when it's swamp thing and and vampire Batman so I I loved it nice it was it's, it's on uh, my
3: pile I haven't read it
0: yet but uh, yeah it here it, it's bubble bubblegum but it, it's it's mm-hmm. very tasty chewy um beautifully delineated uh, uh bubblegum the
2: um the convergence titles that I did finish or read um I read the two issues of Superman because I wanted to know which version of Superman that was flying off with Lois and child at the end of convergence number eight and it is the um it is the 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 weekly superman Dan Jergens and and Louis Simonson and Roger um, action it is no way. It's because. They've been, because obviously they've been under the dome for the year. There's no, nobody has powers. So of course Lois can get pregnant while they're here because there's no worry about that. So that is, that is actually that, um, that version that Superman saw. So, Cause I was like, it's not, it's not the Jeff Johns Richard Donner Superman because when that Christopher from, from Krypton that he was already older than this baby. So it it had to be I I was I wanted to read the Superman Convergence books just to find out who the hell that was at the end of um the main title.
0: So uh I read that one and um Now wait a minute before you go on that was just plain Convergence Superman? Yes.
2: Oh cool. First issue was penciled by um Lee Weeks. It was uh it was written by um Dan Jurgens, And, uh, the second issue, Mr. Weeks did not return. The second issue, I believe, was by, uh, oh, okay, Dan wrote and drew it, but Norm Ratman was your, uh, was your anchor. Um, and that was a nice, um, a nice end to that. Those characters. I, I read the, uh, the second issue of Batman and the Outsiders, finished that, uh, and, and most of them, which is probably why I didn't read the Swamp Thing one yet, is because I was trying to find out, a lot, a lot of the tie-ins really had nothing to do with the main convergence book. Uh, you'll see a hero in the background or a character or a villain somewhere during the convergence, eight nine issues with the zero, but for the most part until the last issue, if you read Swamp Thing, like, I don't remember Swamp Thing really making much of a difference in the main convergence book and, and, uh, or same thing with steel or the batman and the outsiders if you had multiple batman although the flashpoint batman thomas wayne he does play a part in the convergent superman book because lois is pregnant and need to go see a doctor so um, there's and and uh project 1 whatever the hell the superman from flashpoint was called he uh, subject 1 he he plays a role in it because Lois Lane was kind to him during Flashpoint, so he's got an attraction to to Lois. I finished Suicide Squad, that ended on a bit of a downer, um, only because of, of what happened to the characters, not because it, it was it was. It, I I enjoyed the story, but again, it it had absolutely nothing to do. It was it was neat to see the Suicide Squad, to, or some variation of it, but it had uh, it had no bearing on the Convergence book. I read the. Justice League of America, uh which was the um that was the Detroit era Justice League with um Wow Yeah. So you had Steel and Gypsy and Vibe and uh Elongated Man. You I read the um uh oh no, I did not finish Superboy or the Atom yet, but um Man of Steel with Gen thirteen and uh and Steel.
0: Um they can't seem to make that that uh concept work gentler Not anymore no. they yeah. they keep trying and it just never clicks That's true. they do you're right um and one of the things I forgot to mention, David, you will appreciate this uh for the the swamp thing, his appearance morphs over the course of the two issues, like it encompasses the uh the rights in swamp thing, of course, and you know Jones's take on the character, but it also he at, at one point he turns into the Tom Yates. <laughs> you know, basically a big green bald guy. Uh-huh. You know, and it's, uh, it, it's really neat. Uh, the beset, uh, Swamp Thing is also accounted for. So, so, so then.
2: Alec Holland wasn't, or, or Swamp Thing wasn't affected by the dome cutting off everybody's power. He didn't revert
0: back to Alec Holland. He, he was, according, if you were up to Mr. Moore's, uh, origin, he was never Alec Holland. Ah, okay. See, um, he was a plant that thought he was a right. man. So uh he eventually buried Alec, Alex Bones and he, he realizes that he was never Alec Holland. But um, what was I going to say, damn it? Oh, he, his connection to the green does get cut off. And, uh, Abby takes a job as a florist and keeps bringing him like mir- Miracle Grow and Peat Moss and, and, you know, fertilizer just to sustain him. But he gets really, really weak at, at one point. I was hoping Dead Man would pop up because it is Kelly Jones, but he never did. But it's, yeah, you, you're gonna, I think you're gonna love it. I will read it. I, 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 will read it. And what was the last one you were talking about? I'm sorry. Uh, no,
2: Justice League of America
0: as uh, art by,
2: um, that guy will make you jump jump. So Chris Cross did a great job on Just League of America. It was a little different than his milestone days. A um, little bit more exaggerated, a little bit more fluid, but I, I thought it really worked for this this story. Adventures of Superman, um, you might dig on that one a little bit, Vince, because there is a commande appearance.
0: What? Uh, Don't make me read this.
2: No, this one wasn't bad. This was, it, it was um, Who drew it? Actually, someone I'm not all that familiar with, Marvel Wolfman wrote it, Roberto Viacava is your pencil. Oh. Um, but it is, uh, it's, it looks like it's pre-crisis, um, Superman and, and, um, and that version of Supergirl with the headband who, and, I, and this was the other reason why I read this one, because of course, during Convergence, the main series, uh, Kara sees her fate thanks to, um, when she actually when well yeah when she sees her fate in convergence because of the events from the from the um, from these two issues where um, Cal and Kara are going into the Phantom Zone uh because Lucius Fox tells them everybody seems to be trapped in Gotham City a version of Gotham City and yeah. it's like it's like so there's. It's not you guys can't be trapped in your own damn city. Everybody's got to be in a Gotham City, so there's a reason to have Batman pop up. I I wasn't quite sure where that was coming from, but it was um, but the art was that pretty cool, common. and that's true. Um, so uh, so yeah, I do believe I read all the Superman tie-ins, and um, I also started to read the Justice League. Actually, no, I did read the Justice League where it was um, which was the not really the Bahaha era. It wasn't it, it didn't feel anything like the the Giffen and Dave David Taya stuff. It, but Blue Beetle was kind of the leader. Um it's been a year and he's in a relationship with Fire and uh yeah. Yeah, Marshall yeah. Manhunter is there. There's no Max Lord, there's no um there's uh it's a little bit more on the serious side, there's no booster. Um which wow. is kind of a bummer. So I mean yeah, it was yeah, it, wasn't, we'll it was um it wasn't I, I and the reason why I wanted to read Justice League was because of the um because of the eight or ten issues of Justice League America that I read starting with the um when when Despero came back to um to Earth and he was looking for Justice League, the Detroit era Justice League because that was the last time he was on Earth was when he was he, he faced off against Vibe and Gypsy and, and, and that version. So he came back looking for them and he was, and, and he, he killed Steel and he killed Gypsy's family looking for Gypsy. Um, wow. and it was, it was, it, it was, it, even though it was written and plotted by Giffen De matthias and, and fantastic art by, um, Adam Hughes and on, in, in an issue or two, uh, Joseph and also, um, Jose Marzon, it was uh it wasn't all the happy stuff that preceded the run in 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 the previous thirty seven issues. I mean this this was pretty heavy stuff for this particular title. Um Martian Manhunter kind of saves the day and and really um makes a pretty big sacrifice. Uh also Mr. Miracle, um Spoilers dies in this story, uh, but it's it all makes sense as as you continue to read it. And uh, there were um, I posted some shots from some of the issues on on the Facebook group page just because this was a uh, this was a time when when Superman and Batman really didn't see eye to eye, and um, it was it was a different DC. But it was, I don't want to say different. It was, it was, was post-crisis, post-legends. It was, it, it, it was before the, um, I mean, this is from like 19, is it 1990? 1990. 1990. So yeah. So I mean, we're not even, we're not even in the mid-90s where it's not really super, um, dark and gritty. But I mean, there's still fun being had. This particular Despero story wasn't, all that fun. But I mean the following issues brought it brought back some of that levity, especially with the membership drive where they went to see um the Will Payton star Man. They 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 tried to recruit um, El Diablo, which was awesome. Um, and it was a uh it was definitely actually I think it was even um Jason Pearson drew that issue. But uh the um no, nope, nope Mike McComb. And this was early Mike McCone, so it wasn't even, it was, it was the Legion or or Rebels Mike McCone was before, um Spider-Man or even the, the that, that fear itself, Spider-Man, but it was, I really enjoyed this era of the Justice League, which is why I came back to Convergence finally, which is why I read those issues of Convergence just to get that feel for, it, but it, it really didn't bring that home, but um I will read Swamp Thing for you, Vince.
0: I'm thinking you'll like it. Alright. The, the, what is the, uh, is it Telos? The guy that's, that's overseeing the, the whole thing with the, with the battles and stuff? Yes. Is it? Well, at one point, after the the fight is over, it's a, it's a white panel basically, which is, uh, Swamp Thing and Abbey, and it says, competition, ellipsis, ended! <laughs> it's like silly, you know, but it's, it's kind of fun.
3: I thought his name was uh, Emperor God Didio. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but I, I have to admit, what I have read of Convergence has been fun.
3: The world and is ending. What is going on? Vince said he hated a book that David and I loved, and now he's giving DC propers.
0: Yeah, not the main convergence thing. Oh, no, I that didn't was enjoy it. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that at all. <laughs> but the these 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 double shot uh series, yeah, some of them were You've always been a fan of the so
3: last issue. Double money shot.
0: I don't know. Front and back. For sure. Yeah. I have another thing, but it would push us way over so there's the no limit. no reason we can't go over, but I I can't believe
3: we just talked all that DC, and we didn't talk any Marvel.
0: Well, go ahead. I will not want to hear
3: it. Well, I mean I mean, convergence is cool and all, but it's it's the it's the pale imitation of what's going on over at Marvel right now, which is Secret Wars. I,
0: I gotta agree. Yeah. And
3: um uh, I gotta say that um they're making some interesting choices in, in the main book. Uh Secret Wars Three was had some pretty pretty uh yeah. fantastic moments from not the least of which was the conversation uh, between, and I believe David screencapped this and put it up, uh, but the conversation between Strange and Doom, um, it, it's phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. And we, we're starting to get glimpses as to what's going on. It's, it's been eight and years.
2: It's because, and, and I'm glad I, I was waiting for us to talk about Secret War Street because it just basically, uh, lets Vince know in his comment from last week that Strange is not Dooms this bitch, and and so no, he's not. <laughs> so there, buddy. It's still Susie. Do,
0: do you, do you please stop that. <laughs> did, did you see one of the variant covers? I, I I forget who did it, but it's basically Doom caressing
1: yes, Susie, yeah.
0: and yeah. she's got her. I think her Tom Cooper oh. drew that cover. Okay. Uh, painful, A beautiful illustration. <laughs> painful to think. Very painful.
3: Well, and, and we learned some things, right? We, we, the cabal is up to no good, no surprise, but True. they had a stowaway. Aha. And who, who I get this feeling, yes. I don't know about you guys, but I get the feeling that this dude is going to be by hook or by crook positioned as a major Marvel character going forward. Yeah. Would you agree?
0: I think so. Yeah. They ran in the money.
3: Uh, then we also find out that there is a, uh, a ship much like the ship that had the cabal, there's another ship that uh, has been sitting in Strange's lair for three years, and he decides to open it up, and who's in there? But some of our fave 616 heroes. Very evocative of the uh, moment when the ship in Secret Invasion opens up and outwalks all the heroes.
2: Yes, absolutely yeah. that. But did you notice how, and it, How the raft, if you want to call it that, is very much similar to the design of the original headquarters or or where the Mm -hmm. Mm beyond put our our heroes and villains in in the first series.
3: Yes, sir. And David, tell me that there's not a little bit of you that doesn't squee at the fact that the characters with which we bought Art from Jimmy Chung about which could have easily been one and done for that series have have continued to live on.
2: Oh my god! Every time I see Corvus Glaive, I, I right?
1: I'm kidding.
3: You should be.
2: First it's page. so great because
3: I mean those those pages we bought were stunning, and there's Jimmy Chung, and there's nothing. I mean i will never I'm never going to not love them, but I did think that there was a better than 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 you know a, a decent chance that those villains would never be seen again. Uh and uh and that ain't the case player. <laughs> yeah, man. They keep showing up.
0: I've accepted and the let
3: me ask you a question. What's going on with Franklin?
0: Hmm. Gilbert Grape? <sighs>
3: Who knows? I mean, every every time we see him, it's just him sitting in Galactus's hand playing games.
0: There yeah, it will be paid off. I just hope it's not a Deus ex machina type thing.
3: That's the thing. I I I gotta think Hickman's too smart for that, right? Right, right, like it's right. it can't be, you know. Franklin puts everything back to the way it was, right? It can't be right.
0: Om, om, homage is great, and but Franklin has done that off, one, right? one, once, once before. Report. Yes, I, I would not have him do it again. No. What would be cool is that he gives it a shot and fails miserably. That would be more interesting to me than having Franklin come in and just press the reset button. Oh, everything's okay, you know. Uh, what I was. Going to say is I've accepted the fact that Susie may not be in her right mind. You character. think it, it's okay? She you is know,
3: even, all about
0: that doom bucket. Even even the the greatest can falter yeah. from time to time. But when he takes off the mask, Dude. I I am not easily disturbed. Yeah, no, that was freaky as hell. That panel. Oh, is I know. Very, yeah, very disturbed. Yeah, and and what's and the, the, the deal bas- with the molecule? Go ahead. The eyes. Yes. It, it's the, the compassion in the eyes. Or, or the love for her. Yeah, well, yeah. It was a very Lon
3: Chaney-looking kind of face, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but if, if, if the eyes held malice as they do on the facing page with Doom, look at those eyes right. when he has the mask yeah. on. It wouldn't have worked. But to do it with such tenderness in the eyes, oh, it's devastating. The only thing
2: it's that just... really hurts me on this page is the way Susie looks on it as she's reaching for the mask. Susie, she's gorgeous.
3: Mm. Dude, the best though is when Reed, our Reed, is like, <laughs> what's going on? And Strange is telling him this going, on. he's like, wait a minute. He's like, you, you're telling me that the, everything's been destroyed and that, and that Victor von Doom is the, is, <laughs> is the all powerful God and you're, and, and, and you're not, and you're telling me that everything's great. How could you possibly think that? And then Strange is like, because Doom is very, very good at being God.
1: I'm I'm like,
2: awesome. God. He's not playing he's God, right? Player that, player that's player.
3: all, that's all Doom ever wanted. Yep. Right? Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> I knew if I ever got this chance, I'd be great at it. And damned if he isn't.
0: That one panel, lower, uh, right, when after T'Challa, you know, oh, helping yeah. Reed, that is classic. Just T'Challa, T'Challa Reed, Bills, y'all. Reed all fucked up like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, the right. cast was, for that. I love that. Panel. I, I could have and script. I love that
3: Valeria, Valeria and Strange are the yin and the yang of Doom's conciliary. Yep. It's awesome. No, I'm I'm really vibing on it and I have to say that uh, for the most part, um I don't I don't I didn't read as many of the tie ins this week because we're recording a day early. and didn't get as much of time to but uh but the but the ones I did read I was I was quite happy with. I um uh not surprisingly because uh we're fans of the man's work, but I thought that uh I thought that Scotty's book was was a lot of fun. Uh which is uh yeah little mar giant size little marvel, A V X. Um I'm sure he's already probably Bought a Maserati with the, after selling those pages, no doubt to some lucky collector. But no, I thought it was a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys read that one yet, but,
0: uh, but
3: very clever, you know, very, very clever. Just, just uh, jokes all over the place and, and, uh, um, very well executed. Um, the one I'm surprised that I enjoyed as much as I did. And I suspect David and I diverge here based on a comment he made to us in passing this week. (laughs) I, I am on record as not generally being a Greg Land fan. But I'll be lying if I said I didn't really enjoy Future Imperfect number one. Mm-hmm. Hence my being the maestro at the intro. I, 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 it's certainly land artwork and every woman he ever drew looks exactly the same. True. Uh, but, um, putting that aside, um, I dug it. I, I dug the premise. I, I liked that the maestro had the upper hand, that it, it wasn't just a, you know, I, that he essentially, he outsmarted the heroes. I, I liked that they used Ruby. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I, there was, I, I found that enjoyable and I thought the reveal at the end setting up the second issue was terrific. I, I can't wait to see that battle. I don't know who that yeah, is, but I can't wait right. to see maestro versus someone that may or may not be his equal. We'll see. Um, so that was great.
2: I have a feeling though, it, the maestro being around for as long as he have and, and as long as he has and possibly being slightly angry. I don't know if um I don't know how even that fight might be, but we don't know what other what 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 his nemesis might have, or his opponent might have up his sleeve. So, um, right, 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 I enjoyed the first page because it gave us the uh like, like what the maestro has on display in the museum this week. Um, the uh, I I like the story David was telling, uh, written by Peter David, as as Jason said, art by um Greg Land. Um, surprisingly, Nolan Woodard. As the colorist, not, um Justin Ponser, but, uh, the, the artist Greg Land, I, I am a big fan of the, the future imperfect story, Um How could you not uh, be? Serious, especially the double page spread when we, when, where, um where we see all the, the that, that, that Rick has amassed over the years, but, um it is one of my favorites and, I really thought it was pretty neat to know that uh we were going to get a future imperfect storyline uh with Secret Wars. Um there were some pages that I thought some panels that 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 looked really sharp. Um mostly when the Maestro shows up, but um some of the others not so much so the art didn't sell it for me, but I did I did like this this uh this time. The uh I did read I read it today actually Master Kung Fu number two. Stop. I, I won't say anything about it, just that if, if you enjoyed the first issue you will love the second. Um and uh they flesh out a little bit the um the characters we met in the first issue, um regarding Psy and, and, and Rain and, and everybody else. Um the years of future past with, uh, art by Mike Norton was, um, was good. I, it's a, um, you, you definitely get that. First of all, Norton's art, he's, he's got this blend of, of John Byrne and, and Bob McLeod going on in, in this issue. And it, and it looks absolutely amazing. Um, the,
0: uh, it's the Yang to Greg Lanzi Yin yeah
2: i think mike killed it he absolutely killed it and it was a um uh marguerite bennett is the uh is the writer it's oh she's
3: a a good writer man like i know she's on the up and up, but i I have to say i don't think we've given her props at least often if ever on the show and and she i've very much enjoyed what i've read of hers in the last year or two and uh it seems like her profile at marvel is growing but i i I gotta give her a shout out I, i think she's quite quite good
2: absolutely And I I think she had a good feel for these characters. This is the, uh, this is the days of future past era X-Men from, uh, from that well revered story. The, uh, it's, it's, we're set in the future. Um, Peter and Kitty have a daughter, uh, well into her teenage years. Um, and she's awesome. She is awesome. Logan has a son. Uh, the, 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 um, She's I, 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 Robinson. Robinson. I, um, <laughs> the, uh, I keep wanting to call them Freedom Force, but you do see, see Blob and Mystique. Um, I, I thought that, uh, it did a really solid job of, and it, it also reminded me of some of the, some other stories, not necessarily X-Men related, like the whole, um, well, in, with Legends and where, um, Glorious Godfrey was trying to make sure that everybody knew how bad the heroes were. You, there are, um, employees or aides of President Kelly who were trying to show the public just how bad mutants are. So they're going to videotape everything and edit it so that it, it all works out well, um, in the president's favor. But this was, this was a really good first issue. I, I have no complaints with years of future past
0: and, um, definitely one of the best looking of these secret wars tie-ins to date i think
3: you know you're totally right and the only reason i am hesitant to give mike the props he deserves in this issue is that uh i'm i'm still bitter that he does things digitally now and i can't buy the pages
0: <laughs> that's not a good reason
3: <sighs> i i didn't claim for a second it was a good
0: reason
2: <laughs> that is true yeah you're right he's not and i love i absolutely love the last page the last page the um the new sentinels who they're modeled after blew me away. Yes, absolutely love, love that last panel. Should be that is that that's just that. I mean, obviously, you know, God, we, God, Doom provides and all this other stuff, but the fact that it looks just like that action figure and and yes. the last couple of page, the last couple yeah. of issues from the original Secret Wars is just <laughs> seals the goddamn deal for me. You're right, you're right, action, you're doing. Maybe he comes with a lenticular shield. Dude, they all do in the <laughs> covers. But, uh, and then the, the one that I read that I'm sure if you're a fan of Married Peter Parker and Married Spider-Man, you absolutely loved Renew Your Vows. If you're like me and you're not a fan of Married Spider-Man, you probably still enjoyed Renew Your Vows because it was not, it is I not. Heard that yet. Then I'm I am scared. not, I am not going to say anything. I will tell you guys. Well, fair. I won't say anything for the listeners, but if, if you haven't read it yet, read it. Um, it's the slot, So it's, it's, it's a pretty cool Spider-Man story. Why I thought it was nifty, even though it's a Spider-Man who's married, I'll, um, I'll tell you guys afterwards, but I'll, uh, um, and there were some artistic choices that I thought, um, didn't flow well as the story progressed, but, um, definitely give it a shot. It, it was a, um, I wasn't pissed off or anything afterwards. I, I, I read it, I enjoyed it. I, I you know, I mean if I read Future Imperfect and and as much as the art may not have moved me in there, I, I still think, you know, check out renew your vows. depending on regardless of where you are on the fence of um how old you are and, and what kind of what determines who your Spider Man is? If if he's a clone, if he's Ben Riley, if he's married, if 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 he's got a kid, if Aunt May's dead, it does, just 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 read it. I'm scared. Don't be, and I'll I, I will tell you why you don't have to be scared
0: afterwards. Okay. Tonight, later. I'm not going to do the thing I wanted to do because it's going to add another half hour to this thing. So I will save it all for right. next week. All right, dude. But it was all kinds of awesome, and I don't want to undercut right. it or undersell it undercoat it it. as usual this episode of 11 o'clock comics has been brought to you by who discount comic book service dcbservice.com get your stuff, get them cheap get them delivered right to your door thank the internet for that Um, to reiterate from Fantagraphics Hip Hop Family Tree is now monthly and you can get it the first issue for $1.99, Invisible Republic Trade Paperback Volume 1 by the powerhouse team of uh, Becco and Hardman, $4.99. That's 50% off. And Neil Gaiman's Technophage Hardcover. And it's also available in a softcover, but I don't know the price of that. Uh, for $13.74. In Your Travels. Hmm. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to implore you to pick up Jay Gonzo's, uh, La Mano del Destino series because yes. it is very, very good and you'll believe a masked man can wrestle. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I gotta put something else in here. What else can I tell them to read that I, I read? Oh, This again, you already know this, but I read Afterlife with Archie. Is it number eight or number nine? The one that goes into, uh, uh, Cheryl Blossom's inclusion really in the, oh, so good. Uh, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa and nice. Francesco Francavilla. They're doing amazing things with this. Uh, it riffs on the shining. There's a, there's a part where Archie's talking to Jughead and Jughead's a bartender and we all know what happened to Jughead, but, uh, it's like right from the overlook. It's the, sh- the, the, the light source coming up from underneath. It's great to, but it's not just like a one trick pony. It's not let's riff on all these movies. They, they play it into the story, but as well they should. It's a horror story. So to, to, uh, bang out these, these familiar tropes, why not? Uh, but they're all in service to the story and you should read Afterlife with Archie. I think it's number eight, maybe number nine. I don't know what number it was, but it's the latest issue. Go read it. Read it. Yeah. Um in your travels
2: uh this was something that I believe I picked from our first uh previews picks segment uh published by Boom it's first issue of Oh! Kill Strike written by Max Bemis illustrated by Logan <laughs> Farber um this intrigued me because of the um somewhat mocking nature it it uh it implied in the in the solicit where uh the hero of our story, Jared, is um going back home because apparently the first issue of Killstrike, uh the blood spatter variant, um is going for a hundred thousand dollars on uh on the on on the auction site so he's got to go home and get this issue uh he's leaving Merrill his wife um who just had a baby uh so he can go home i believe to jersey and um and uh get this issue so um from mom's house but he he runs down he, he basically like geeks and and especially comic book geeks do um he breaks down uh why comic books tend to be collector's items going all the way back to um to the seventies where uh you know the superhero is pretty much exactly how you would imagine the, the spandex clad and and um arms that you're Hands at your, uh, your waist staring off into the sky and, and then in the, uh, in the nineties were introduced to the, uh, the heroes from, uh, well, this, this is a really weird looking Wolverine and I think an Angela slash Xena kind of, um, merge. Money. Yeah, but it's, it's, um, so he's, he's basically running down to different eras and, and then going into the, um, the modern era where, um, Things are a little bit more in the, in the, in the literal world, but he, when he goes into the attic to get this issue, the, 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 uh, the comic book kind of comes to life. So just like Airboy Vince will hate this book, but it's a,
0: um, <laughs> oh my
2: God. Uh, so Killstrike emerges from the pages saying one word only, just vengeance. And, uh, and Jared needs to get away from Killstrike because he's wigging out a bit and he's got like a Rob Liefeld-esque gun strapped to his back where it's just the, the, the kind of gun with yeah, yeah. a huge barrel and then like a small little, little nozzle where you're not sure where the hell the bullets come from, but it, it's a, um, it's the art, I think, is really fitting. Jared goes back home and, and he thinks everything is cool, but, uh, Killstrike is on his trail and uh you can't shake kill strike and and just kill strike is just all about the vengeance and and he needs to he needs to can may murder kill and and uh it's um it it is pretty funny especially if you're if you remember just the things that were going on or i mean we were talking about previews earlier and and how you know you you two love going through the catalog and 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 just picking and choosing and i i I remember those days and I, I but I remember the whole the the Heroes World and the Capital City and 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 just going through different everybody had the same god the reason why you had the different catalogs is because Diamond's previews may have an uncut sheet of cards but Capital might include an ash can of something and and Heroes World would just be polybagged with with something ridiculous which is probably why marvel bought them but it was just the i bought them all i did too just because they were all different i mean they all had the same contents because you were all getting the same comic from everybody until the publisher started buying them but every every publisher every every distributor
0: gave you something different with the catalog um remember um what was it hero illustrated yeah the one that the first issue had the um dr mirage cover yes there was like a a, a madman ashcan in in I think the first issue. I had to have yeah. it just for that stupid ashcan.
2: I enjoyed Hero more, Hero Illustrated more than I, I enjoyed Wizard, and it was all it was, oh, was published too. by the guys who did EGM. So if you're an Electronic Gaming Monthly fan, then you know you kind of got that same sense of it. But they didn't have the right. there wasn't I didn't get the sense of there being a hidden agenda like you would get with really that Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Say it ain't so. Uh, but, but no, I, if, um, you know, I, I recommended Oak Hill Strike and, and so I'd get it to see, you know, I'd make sure the hell I was talking about. And I'm, I'm glad I, uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, uh, to the second issue and, and on, I also have Arcadia to read as well from, um, from that same segment, but I, uh, in your travels, uh, Check out Oak Hills. I think you'll enjoy it if if you if you think back on the '90s fondly, or if you look back at that era as 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 something to mock. I think you'll you'll enjoy Oak Hill Strike. It really does. I think it strikes a chord with with all every fan from that
0: time, whether you remember the good or the bad. Plenty of reasons for both approaches.
3: Mm-hmm. In your travels, uh, well, if you're actually traveling, I hope you're traveling down to Charlotte, North Carolina what? in two weekends where you'll be joining DAP, myself, Mr. Mario Muscar, Mr. Daryl Taylor, Mr. Chris Campbell, Mr. Tom King, and uh, several hundred of our favorite creators for what is arguably uh, the best art-focused Comic-Con of the year at Heroes. Uh if you're not uh traveling and you just want something to read, then in your travels, give Jim Henson's The Storyteller Witches a try. Um Arkea has been now for a bunch of years done a phenomenal job with Jim Henson properties. Um, probably not the the most acclaimed would be Ramon Perez's A Tale of Sand, which I think really put Ramon on the map deservedly so. Um a few years ago, they put out an anthology um, about Jim Henson's the storyteller, and this is a follow up. Um, last year, it came out in four issues, and this is the collected uh, hardcover. And uh, anyone that's familiar with Archaea knows that that's really where they stand out. Their 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 collected editions are always wonderfully put together, and uh, that's that's that. This is no exception. Uh, it it is as you might guess from the, the name. It's it's um it's a it's a story. Um, it's a, a, a book about witches. Um, in essence, four different creative teams were given an opportunity um, by Archaea to pitch them some witch tale from folklore and uh, and then set about telling that story. So there's a story about Baba Yaga. There's a story about a Japanese witch from, from a couple hundred years back. Um, so, you know, so there's four different, very distinct uh, stories. It's essentially an anthology. Uh, and the art is just stunning throughout the book. Um I must admit that I do have a favorite and that would be uh the the final story which is uh v- Vasilisa the Beautiful and that's actually based on uh, a teleplay that was intended for Jim Henson's The Storyteller TV show that never made the air and um, it's uh it's it's written by Susan uh Kodacek and Anne Mountfield but the the real star here is uh adapted and illustrated by Mr. Jeff Stokely a uh, friend of the show and phenomenal artist of Six Gun Guerrilla fame and uh, a- another book that's uh, just about to hit the stands. Um, but in in any event, this book is just gorgeous. Um, there's a, a, an artist by the name of uh, SM Vidari, who I believe is in, uh, uh, of Indian descent and, and, and his art is ridiculous in a book, uh story called the magic swan goose. Um, there's the snow witch and then there's the phantom isle, but, uh, it, this is an awesome package if you're a fan of anthologies, uh you can't go wrong here. It is uh twenty-four ninety-nine uh retail, so figure somewhere around the 15 16 buck uh range in um you know in the various and sundry places you can get discounted books. And uh I can't recommend it enough. And the cool thing is, um Archaea usually has pretty awesome deals on their hardcovers at cons. So if you happen to be joining us at
0: Heroes. You could probably come up on this book pretty cheap. Doesn't Boom on them now?
3: They do. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. I'll be looking for this one.
3: Oh, it's so beautiful. It's gorgeous. Stokely's a beast.
0: Funny you should mention Jim Henson. Really? Yeah. I recently saw a documentary. On Henson? Well, Henson and his people are in it. It's it's a documentary about Warwick Davis. That, oh, Willow.
1: Yeah, Willa, but, but
0: yeah. right, but he's in this one he's he wants to get a job um in the Star Wars movie. Yes, 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 and, yes. And and it's an amazing documentary yeah. and all of the cast is in it sans um the voice of of uh Lord Vader. James Earl Jones does not appear. But I mean, they're all in it and they're all playing themselves, but they're dressed as return of the jedi actually it was called revenge of the jedi when they filmed this um and uh carrie woo! sorry but very thin but smoking hot and uh so it it just goes with warwick davis as he visits all the various stations within the production of return of the revenge of the jedi like he go he um he approaches c-3po and C3PO leads him to someone else and he goes to Frank Oz. It's an amazing documentary. And I haven't seen it until only recently. How does that happen? How does something like that happen? That one of the, a, a documentary focused on, you know, one of the, arguably the greatest movie series of all time just goes unnoticed for this long. Was it ever on a supplemental feature in one of the discs or anything? I don't think so. Cause I'll be honest, someone gave it to me. That's the only way I've, uh, I got to see it. Someone sent it to me. And the oh, quality. No, is, the quality is terrible. It's terrible. But it's, it's amazing. It's terrible. Amazingly yeah. terrible. You
3: know what's not terrible?
0: Me. Heroes Con, terrible. baby. <laughs> oh boy.
3: <laughs> Listen, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't say that I would be ten times more giddy if it was all of us going. But you got your school. You got stuff going on. We get it. Uh, I, but I have to say, um, it's, it's gonna be fun.
0: You, you both have a chance to rub me the right way post heroes and you, you know what that is. So we'll see. We'll see if you pony up. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. Uh, yeah, well.
2: You know we'll what, just, you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, I'm sure, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to imitate many creators and say that, uh. uh oh, yeah.
3: intros. Bumpers. Right. Yes. Oh, it's yes. gonna happen.
2: Just bump it up. Alright, I'm going synthesis. on record
3: people. Here's the, here's the deal. Wait, here you go. I'm, I'm gonna go. We will come back from the show with at least 30 bumpers. Oh shit. And if okay. we don't, if we don't, I will, what should I do? I will read and review any comic series of your choice, Vince, inclusive of anything that you know for sure I'd probably loathe.
0: Series or I don't know whatever you, mean, you
3: want I'll read and review any work that you want whether it be a, a graphic novel or a mini-series or a script or whatever
0: well it's a toss up between either Tarot or Gold Digger
1: <laughs> well I already, oh. I already
3: did the Gold Digger thing
0: that's true we did well you only
3: read one issue I bought that I bought that I bought that 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 bundle remember yeah, you buy all of
2: them yeah that's right yeah and yeah. and
3: tested every second of it <laughs> so I guess it'll be Tarot
2: but, uh, <laughs>
3: So twist my arm. I either get what thirty bumpers for th- us, or I have to read porn comics.
2: That's a tough. Yeah, that's a tough. What, a tough, uh, what the hell was that book that uh, that the Steve Saunders wait, 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 did about his love? And it was about uh, the dude and his dog.
0: Tarot's not porn.
2: Oh, it's not. No, no. it's just yeah, no. No, it's, uh,
0: it's it's not Tim Vigil.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well then. No. Oh, is that the Jim Balan stuff? Yes. yes. So it's just it cheesecakey rebels. like like Vampirella.
0: It's like it's, it's more than, more than stuff. It's more than cheesecakey. It's, it's, it alternates between goofy and very explicit.
3: I have to say, there's no, a, no uh,
0: penetration, but
3: there's a famous very... Jim Bailey Catwoman commission. The guy's great. It how seems much? to float around the original artwork ethos oh, uh-huh. as, as something that's oft talked about. And I think it went for, I'm pretty sure it went for more than 10,000 bucks. And was, I view it, it says... as, I think so. Okay. And I view it as dogs playing poker. Like I think it's the biggest. <laughs> Like, rip off ever in comics artwork.
2: <laughs> See. It's like Velvet Elvis.
3: But let me tell you something. If I don't get 30 bumpers, I'll read the hell out of some tarot and I will talk it up.
0: I really like Jim's stuff. Cool. He was of a So, so, so here, no, he's, he's, he's of um, this time he's too. Um, here's the deal. If you are a comic book creator and you want to publicize your work, Please, if you see Jason and David at Heroes, if you're there, walk up to them and say, Hey, I want to do an intro. Make it easy on them because I, I got to tell you, they're not going to come home with 30. We are. We're going to come home with at least 30. <laughs> yeah. And don't make a shake you down at the auction on Saturday night. Let, let, let's do it on the con floor. Yeah. Come up to them. Hey, I got a book. I want to promote it. Let me do an
3: no, intro. No, David, you me. know, we should we should get them at the, uh, at the Weston bar that first night. That is true. I agree. you be chilling to have some, uh, some, some
2: Riesling up in them? I was just gonna say, we, we can get like half a dozen from Scotty Lone after just giving him a couple you're glasses about of Riesling. The, you're talking about the candy? No. Not Reason, the, the Chalka Chews, the... Uh, the Reese's. Uh, oh. Reese's. No. Reese's. I'm not talking no, about No, he's talking them. about the, the Reese's from, uh, from like, uh, from, from Stork. Uh, Those things are They good. are good. They're fucking addictive as the hell. The
0: They're... It's got the chewy, with it, the chocolate on the arms. Oh, the caramel.
3: Like the reasons
0: Yes. Oh, got you. I'll give you a hundred reasons that you're not gonna make thirty. Actually, well, you know what? I had to I had to um,
2: swap the reasons out of my candy dish for my for for Starburst because I didn't. If it gets hot in the office, I didn't want shit melting. So I have a little like candy chart <laughs> if the guys come around and and
1: themselves with.
0: So I, I just I filled it with Starburst just because I know that shit won't melt. You have a candy dish. Why does that not surprise me? <laughs> I want some our, candy. Our
3: reception always has Werther's Originals in a candy dish up front.
0: Oh, man, I can't stop eating. Yeah, also. that's crazy. Sugar's my my mojo. I love. Although sugar. I haven't,
2: I haven't had one of those fucking parfait nips with the the the. Oh no! The. Oh,
0: no, you get that and chalk shit on your teeth? No, oh, man. Chalk. You're talking. No, you're, talk, you're talking about the chocolate with the little white balls on top of no, it. No,
2: no, 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 what no. You got? The, the, these are these are called nips. They they they're a, um, a caramelly little chocolate outside that once you suck that down, you get the, um, there's a, the gooeyish chocolate or coffee flavored or, but there's a center to it that just, that's, that you can't have more than a few of because then you just, the diabetes.
0: Did you, have you ever had the, uh, filled Twizzlers? No, what? They got Twizzlers, but they got shit in the middle of them. Like, they fill them, and the bastards, they, they're not whole Twizzlers. They're cut up really small, okay. so you eat like 10,000 of them. So did you just say small. the diabetes fit, Davis? <laughs> I did, yes. He did. Diabetes. Yeah. Sorry for diabetes. going off the rails no, towards no. the end. Everybody. There are
3: 29 million people with type 2 diabetes in our country?
2: its I'm not surprised. It's a problem. It is. But, I mean, just, just we're all fat fucks. look around, yeah. That's I, just, I want. If you want my deep fried chocolate molten lava cake Ooh. with a side of chocolate.
3: Oh my God. When we were in DC, <laughs> we went to the outlets uh, for a couple hours. Oh shit. And, uh, Beth loves that, uh, Williams Sonoma joint. Yep. So we went yes. up in there and, uh, I came out with, um, red velvet molten cakes.
2: Oh, stop.
0: Nina loves I'm those. like, what? Yep. You could shit on a piece of red velvet and she it. Oh, you could, I mean. It's like it's 120 good. days of sodom.
3: Oh, I would be all up in some red velvet. You could slather red velvet all up and down some pretty nasty things and I'd lick it clean. And I, I, I need to
2: get, uh, I need to get Jason a, a um, a slice of lemon dice cake from, uh, Starbucks. They look oh, good, that moist.
3: Good. Very moist. That shit was no joke. <laughs>
0: All right, everybody. Sorry no
3: for, for that was better asked. than a, that was better than an issue of Tarot.
0: <laughs> I doubt that. But let's say. Um, sorry for going off the rails towards the end, everybody. But if you had a good time, and we really hope you did, come back next week because we'll hot. be waiting for you. Please don't feed the bears. Um, and if you would be so kind to give us a review somewhere, iTunes or wherever you listen to this thing, we would greatly appreciate it we don't need um to be uh validated but you know it's nice to know what we're doing wrong sometimes if you do feel that there's something we're doing wrong please tell us
3: it also helps Oops. again the Oops. the practical reason for giving us reviews is that uh we don't ask for money we never will but uh it is a way <laughs>
0: don't go
1: there
3: well don't please all right well it is a way <laughs> of, never- it is a way of paying us forward because reviews right. although it's somewhat of a black box it's clear that Um, The number of and frequency of reviews play a role in ranking high on iTunes, such that when people go to a page looking for new podcasts, we show up on the front page and get new listeners. So it is a great way to, to quote unquote, pay us without uh, having to do something like a Patreon or whatever the hell all these other yokels are asking for. I've seen
0: people have great success with with Patreon. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Some some people we know are having... That's cool, I guess. It's not out of the realm of, of possibility, but I would never ask for, hey, if you want to listen to this episode, pay yeah, us. That, that's dirty carpool. But help us get to the next level? I don't think that's egregious.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I guess it's true. I mean, I guess you could argue that it's in lieu of like taking more sponsorship money, which we certainly always have that opportunity if we wanted to. Um, right. uh, yeah, I not mean, f- if it means getting you back to going to cons with us, then maybe we will do it for free. Else.
0: <sighs> Give me a job. Hey, I said it again. I'll say it one more time. Please come back next week. David needs you here as well as uh, Jason and myself and, um, have a, a beautiful, beautiful weekend.
3: And I believe see we'll see you all next Tuesday again, right?
0: Yes. yes. Next, next Tuesday, which means you'll get to hear it Wednesday morning instead of Thursday morning.
3: You right. David be heading, be, be heading down to North Kekaleka.
0: Damn Skippy.
3: Skippy And then the following week will be on Thursday.
2: Right.
0: Correct.
3: So. And then the week after that I'll be out again.
0: Stop playing! Long- well, yeah,
2: I'll be in Turks was... and Caicos. Oh, it's a, Turk- oh, Turk- Turkmenistan? Excuse.
3: So I don't think- They don't think have I'm Wi-Fi like, out there I guess. I don't guess. think so the wife's it. gonna be letting me record from Turks and Caicos.
2: You're gonna have all day together, she can't spray for two hours? Yeah, I agree, I agree with David.
3: Well, I'll let you guys, I'll, I'll, you guys have her number, you give her a call, I'm to look
2: on her. No doubt. Oh, well, Vince will see you later <laughs> tonight, so. Yeah! Oh yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah,
1: Oh, what's this in my pocket? What's up, Renee? What's up, right, here. have some fun. Renee? Good night. good night, David. Good night, David. Good night, David. Please! Take me back to Gotham City. Batman Take me where the girls are pretty Batman All those damsels in distress Half undressed or even less The bat makes them all say yes Batman Help us out in Vietnam Batman Help us drop that batten upon. Batman Help us bomb those jungle towns Spreading pain and death around Coke and candy wins them round Batman Help us smash the Viet Cong Batman Help us show them that they're wrong Batman, help us spread democracy, get them high on LSD, make them just like you and me. Batman, show me what I have to do, Batman, cause I wanna be like you, Batman. Flash a bat sign over Lime Street. Batmobile's down every crime street. Happy birthday! Day! That's when I'll meet Batman.